standby. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricubiculars podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubiculars. Today within the Librocube, my friends, is one of my most favoritest of all days, and that is, of course, Internet Day. Combining Fridays and the Internet, who would have thought it would work out so well? Well, um, I suppose I did. So, kudos to me. Mm -hmm. Something I say at the top of every show, with the exception of Fridays, Internet Days, that is, is... Oh, God. Uh, spoiler warnings. However, I don't do spoiler warnings on Internet Days. However, double however, I do say that, which in itself is a bit of a spoiler warning when you think about it. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No. That is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment in iTunes, because that is what helps others find the podcast. Those things, theirs. Something I say on Fridays, when I remember to say it, is that there's an app for this, meaning this podcast. If you are a Android, 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 even phone, user within the Google Play Store, there is a lackadaisical Librocubiculus podcast app for free for your burping pleasure. I mean listening pleasure. If, like me, you are on an iDevice, what you could do is the good people at Podbean who host the podcast have created a mobile version of all of their podcast websites which, when added to the home screen, is very app-like in its structure and form and functionality. Hmm, interesting. Piece of podcast-related business. Before we get into the interwebs is, of course, today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Nosh of the Titans brand. Release the mac and cheese. Once again, today's sponsor is Nosh of the Titans brand. Release the mac and cheese. Delicious. Item the first is a new addition to me bringing it back, as I do believe, a new addition to the YouTube channel Geek and Sundry. Geek and Sundry, if you aren't aware, is a YouTube channel created by the lovely and talented Miss Felicia Day. This particular item, or particular item, if you are a weirdo, is called Gastro Geek. Uh, it was introduced, I guess, as a part of last week, which was Geek Week on YouTube. Seems to be seeing that more and more often lately, in that YouTube will sort of pick a weekly theme, and then YouTubers will uh, try to make videos that fit into that theme. Uh, it's a good idea. Yeah, why not? As two that I can think of off the top of my head now are this Geek Week, and the other one was Comedy Week, so as you can imagine, 
I'm like a pig in shit, which I assume it is one of the pigs that likes I'm lying down in shit and not one of those cleanly pigs you hear about, the weirdos. Gastro Geek, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a regular thing, however, it is very, very much sort of in the vein of a television show by the name of Chopped. You've been Chopped, that one. Now, what it is, is is sort of game show stylish, there is going to be a winner showdown involving food. So, that's where the similarity ends, because this, at least judging from the first episode, removes all of the cooking of the items, and rather, uh, the contestants will create sculptures from the food items provided. Uh, yeah, so, it's a cooking show minus the cooking, is a way you could look at it and be amused by. The theme of this first episode, I believe it was the first episode, I don't think I'm just saying this, and it's the first one I've seen, but there's others, I'm pretty sure it's the first one, um, the contestants had to create movie monsters from uh, foods that were provided, so, for example, a Kraken. Huh? Or a mac and cheese, huh? Yeah, you see? How? Uh, the guests were... The guest contestants were Hannah Hart, who has a YouTube channel called Drunk Cooking. So, kind of fits right in there. She has been on a shit ton of Geek and Sundry stuff lately. It seems like a couple of tabletops, or a tabletop, this, um, yeah. She's very, very funny. Uh, I, I, I like her a lot. She's definitely she's definitely grown on me. Uh, they had a... I didn't write down his name. That is the name curse rearing its ugly head. Uh, a gentleman who is a competitive eater. Yes, that exists. Uh, and then, of course, for the sort of maiden voyage of the show, they had Miss Felicia Day herself. So, why not get the, the head, the big cheese, to come in and mold some cheese? I can... Make some food sculptures. Oh, shit. Meant to get gas, but just drove by. We'll have to do round two of that. Uh, what I have done is written down what the ingredients, quote-unquote... Do you still call them ingredients when you're not actually cooking them? Or sculpture items of art things were uh, a dried squid. Yeah, so that was pretty gross. Um, bitter melon, which was weird-looking. Terra root or tarot root, I think it's called. Uh, a sun choke, which is a very, very strange name for something. Chicken feet, which are gross to gaze upon, as well as cheesies. Hmm. So, uh, Hannah Hart did sort of a witch doctor, probably out of all of them, the craziest of the examples of what her movie, quote-unquote, monster was. The competitive eater guy did, like, an island monster theme. Okay. And last but not least, Felicia Day, who, uh, obviously you're going to take it with a grain of salt that she won, and it is her YouTube channel, but it was, it was pretty obvious that hers were the best. She did a Dracula, a Frankenstein, and a Kraken. Yeah, so it was, a, and they were all pretty impressive, considering what they had to work with. The judges were two guys, one of them, unfortunately, I see I did not write down his name, um... I recognize him. I don't know where he's from. The other one is Wesley Wyndham Price. Well, 
that's not who he is, but that is who he played on the television show Angel and Buffy. So, uh, obviously, hitting some of my nerd buttons here, and I like it. I like it a lot. Should I get into my next item before I have to stop and get gas? Yes. We'll see how that works out. Uh, my next item, item the second, you might call it, is a conglomeration of two YouTube channels hitting one another together, like a sun and another sun colliding, creating a giant supernova and sucking in a black hole. But rather than suck in, it is, it is expelling awesomeness. I am, of course, talking the Nerdist All-Star Celebrity Bowling with Guest Bowlers Vsauce. What? Worlds colliding. Worlds key colliding. I didn't even know these guys knew each other. Well, I don't know if they do, but it appeared that they know each other because they bowled a, bowl, bowled a game of bowling together, so there's some sort of knowledge of one another at least. Uh, I like it because if you listen to this podcast enough times, you will guarantee hear me talk about both Nerdist-related shit and Vsauce-related shit, so to see them both together and bowling was a little slice of nerdy comedy bowling heaven, if such a thing exists. Fucking hey. I have to stop and get gas, so that is what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's how that works. Or, as we say in Canada, go-go juice. I'm going to stop and get some. Don't question me saying we call it go-go juice. Just trust me on that. Be back in a moment. Editing. 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 On the road again. Road again. Extended version. Because I'm not in a rush today. <coughs> Excuse me, I'll be in a rush. Jeez. Don't have to choke the gas-gotten go-go juice, I mean, as we say in Canada. Yeah, that is the thing. Sure, it is. Don't look into it. Um, yeah, Vsauce. Bowling with Nerdist. Lovely. Oh, uh, Hannah Hart was here, too. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I uh, friggin' see this girl everywhere lately, and have not once been disappointed with her comedy stylings. She is very, very good, and I think it came up, definitely came up in Nerdist Bowling, I think it came up in Gastro Geek as well. Very good punner. Good at punning, if you will. The art of the pun. And I love, love a good pun. I love a bad pun. I love a medium pun. I love just anything that is punny. That, of course, was a pun for funny. Yes. No? Mm. There was on the Team Nerdist team, so Hannah Hart, uh, a Chris, Chris Hardwick, of course, he is always there, as it is sort of his show that he's running, and he's a very, very good bowler. So, hell, there was even one episode where it was just him, and he bowled three separate frames against the three contestants. For example, he is the bowler extraordinaire her. And lastly, there was a Canadian guy. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, I don't know. I did not recognize him. I don't really know where he's where he is from. They didn't really get into that. Other than the fact that he is Canadian. So obviously, I was rooting for him. Rooting quite heavily. Root, root, root for the home guy. Speaking of puns, this episode degraded into cat rate related music puns quite, quite heavily. And I loved it. For some reason, and I suppose this is just to keep 
I don't know why he does it, but Chris Hardwick will apparently always bring to these All-Star Celebrity Bowling sessions a couple of, uh, couple of tins of Play-Doh. So people, if they are inclined to do so, can get their Play-Doh on. Uh-huh. On Team Vsauce, there was uh, Michael, who you will know if you listen to this podcast, because he's usually the episodes I bring back, bring back our Michaels. However, there are different Vsauce channels. There's uh, Michaels, uh, two other dudes, uh, and then there was a girl there as well, who I guess is like the Vsauce editor, editor of videos, who does a pretty friggin' awesome job, I must say. On top of being smoking goddamn hot and funny and adorable. Oh, so, she I like. She I like very much. And uh, should probably leave it at that. Although the missus does not listen to the podcast. So, I could really say whatever I wanted about this girl with zero repercussions. But that is enough. Let's not push. Let's not push our luck. Last thing to say is that this is all for charity, kids, and the charity that Vsauce chose was Wikipedia. So uh, I, I like that idea. It was, it was very fitting. Okay, so let's move on to item the third, which is a Nerdist item as well. Hey, two of them. Two of them in one show. Hey, there. Why not? Uh, this one's very, very interesting, and I kind of wish I had got involved, but I did not. It is a Kickstarter. A Kickstarter in which... A father and daughter team decided that they wanted to send a TARDIS up into space. If you are unfamiliar with a TARDIS, it is what the Doctor, the Doctor, as in Doctor Who, uh, rides around in space and time. That thing, the blue box, sometimes known as the car that I am currently driving in, is TARDIS Blue. Thus, I am able to occasionally mess with time and, for example, record a Frog Internet Day, even though it's only actually Thursday. Ha ha! I am Doctor Who, basically, is what I'm saying. No. I do have a uh, bumper sticker that says, it's the missus got it for me. It combines that keep calm, as you quite often see nowadays, with uh, I'm the Doctor. Keep calm, I'm the doctor. It's TARDIS blue. It's got a picture of the TARDIS on it. It's on the back of my car. My car is TARDIS blue. Blah, blah, blah. You see where I'm going with this. I enjoy this Kickstarter, the idea of it. And did see it, but didn't get involved. I already had my Leisure Suit Larry Kickstarter, as well as now my Adam Carolla Road Hard Fund Anything. So uh, I didn't want to add a third to my list of me funding people's dreams. <laughs> I should start funding some of my own, I figured. Anyways, uh, these two people reached their goal. Believe it or not, their will happened. And this is in the works that a, uh, a model of the TARDIS will be sent up into space, into orbit, no less. Into orbit? Yeah, with a rocket. A rocket propelled TARDIS into space. This video was a bit of a tearjerker, I think. It was very uh, sort of emotional. And you could tell how involved these two are in with this idea and how much they just really, really care about it. Uh, I think out of probably out of all the, uh, the, uh, the Kickstarters and Fund Anythings, this is one of the ones where the people involved are 
seem to be the most uh, desire, seem to have the most care for what they are trying to accomplish. I don't know, that's just the vibe I get, especially from this video. Uh, I recommend you check it out just to sort of get that feeling as well. Something cool about this is that the TARDIS, the windows on the TARDIS that they are setting up, will have solar panels. These solar panels will be powering a hard drive, uh -huh. a hard drive that sort of the people who donated to this Kickstarter will have like their images or short messages or things like that um, in space. So I could have in space a picture of myself. Uh, yes, so you can see it was obviously tempting. They did get uh, 88 plus thousand dollars, 88,000 plus dollars. So pretty amazing. And uh, it's the kind of shit like that, the sort of nerdy getting togethers that I very much like. Oh, okay. Well, how about since I'm almost at work and have almost zero time, definitely not enough time for any of my other items, and I will be back with this afternoon. How about I just give a little tease for Fan Expo, Fan Expo 2013 here in Tarata, coming up in T-minus a week and a day. So that's very exciting for me, and hopefully for you. I will be doing as I did with Toronto Comic Con and be bringing back recording an episode on my drive home. So look out for that, and perhaps even listen to it. You could look out for it. But listening to it, probably better, as it is in a sort of audio format only. <clears throat> Folks, I'm at work, so I will say as I do, Love you, dearies. Love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! 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 We are back! Back in action! Hello again. Driving home after a long, hard day at work is what I'm doing. What are you doing? You can let me know to the email address provided in the closing credits, or perhaps you would like to tweet at me. I am Jordan underscore Maywood on the Twitter. Would love to hear from you. Thus concludes the audience participation portion of the program. Unless, that is, it happens again, which is possible. Because anything is possible within the liberal queue. Anything at all. Well, no, no. Let's just leave it at anything, because that lets the mind wander to possibilities that perhaps it would not otherwise, which is very important in life in general, and in internet days specifically or pacifically today. I have two more items. So, once again, I believe, although I don't want to count my um, duck-billed platypi before they hatch, however, I believe I have once again worked my internet in such a way that I will not have to rush and run out of time at the end, as I have been wont to do in the past. So, let's jump right in. To the next item, which I believe is item number four, although we're not too picky about counting items in the Liberal Cube. No, no, no. It is a podcast. It is a newish podcast. It is one that I believe I've brought back maybe once before and have been enjoying sort of 
between the time that I brought it back and the time that I am bringing it back now, I have enjoyed it immensely. It is called If I Were You. If I Were You. You know what I would do? Listen to this podcast. Hey, they set it up nicely there for me. I didn't even have to reach for that one. When I say they, I am, of course, talking Mr. Mr. Jake Hurwitz and Amir Blumenfeld, who uh, are a couple of dudes who work for College Humor and film videos. Funny, funny videos. They are sometimes called Jake and Amir, and that is because that is what their names are. What they have decided to do, sort of, I guess, on top of their regular filming of funny, funny videos, is uh, start a podcast. Because, hey, why not? Any Joe Blow starting a podcast these days, it seems like. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I am a Joe who likes getting blow. The If I Were You is a podcast in which Jake and Amir will talk specifically about questions sent into them. Questions that could range in topics from many, many different things. However, I've sort of noticed a theme that a lot of the topics, a lot of the questions they pick uh, are relationship-related, and I don't know if that is on purpose or not, but that seems to be quite often the vibe, which is, I suppose, a way to go. Maybe... It's kind of one of two things I think is happening here. Maybe the majority of the questions that are sent in are relationship-related, and they are picking among those, so that's why we get that selection, right? Right. The other possibility is they have a very wide variety of questions coming in, but relationship-type questions have much more potential for comedy. Quite often, I think, that is the case. If you, like me, are listening to... If I were you, with Jake and Amir, I would love to hear your opinion on this. Hmm. What do you think? Done as I believe I did the first time I brought it back, which was just, hey, brought back a couple of the questions that came in. Why not? And we will see if we can answer them. And I'm using the podcast we, which of course means I. I will see. Question the first is... Oh yeah, this was an interesting one, and one that did not exist too too many years ago, uh, if you meet someone online and sort of exchange texts or emails back and forth before you meet in person, and that is uh, that has been happening for years, sure, sure, I did it myself <coughs> before I married the missus. So that that is a normal scenario. So add into that scenario the possibility that before you meet in person, you will have you will exchange sexts. That is, of course, sexy texts combined into one word. Sexts. Used to call it good old-fashioned phone sex back in my day. However, uh, it has moved over to the the sort of text version, and I suppose email... Actually, do you have... Yeah, that's kind of weird. Do you have email sex? I could see text. I could see phone. I could see... Uh, I am instant messaging, Skype, sure, you got that. But you ever have email sex? Uh, it seems kind of strange to do so. But hey, anything's possible. It's that sort of lag in between, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the question involves that if this happens to you, before meeting in person, you exchange 
these sexy, sexy texts and emails, sure, whatever, um, when you finally do meet in person, does that mean necessarily that actual real sex is going to happen? Ah, very, very interesting question. I liked it. So I wrote it down and brought it back because that is what I do. Um, I'm going to say definitely from the guy's point of view that if you have phone sex or text sex beforehand and are meeting for the first time, your motor is already going to be running. You're revved up and ready to go. So I think it is unwise to go in with 100% guaranteed expectation of actual sex. However, it will be goddamn impossible to not have some expectation. So girls, keep that in mind when you get our motors are running beforehand that at the very least in the back of our brains is going to be the thought that, well, we've gotten this far. This one final step of me sticking something inside of her is not that far a step. I'm already emotionally and sexually involved. The only difference is my penis has not gone into her vagina. That's the only difference. It's a difference of location, basically. How close they are to one another. Huh? The only sort of variable that has not been crossed is that of location. Alright. Uh, from the girl's point of view, I don't know. I am not a girl. And women are confusing. And complicated. And I love them. Okay, the next question had to do with the friend zone. The dreaded, dreaded friend zone. Yeah, we've all been there. I assume. This one was strange from the point of view that it was a guy. <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to paraphrase this, but I remember it vaguely and wrote down a note that says lap dance. <laughs> because it was from the point of view of a guy who was friends with a girl, said the girl was giving him a lap dance, <laughs> and he wanted to remain friends with this girl and didn't want to ruin their friendship by throwing lap dances into the equation. So, the possibility of this man being gay is not 100%, no, by any means, but it is larger than within most, I would say. Not that there's anything wrong with that, obviously. Fully support all gay things. Not cocks in my mouth, but, you know, gay marriage, that's good. So, uh, for the advice of this gentleman, I would say that she wants you if she's giving you a lap dance. If she's giving you a lap dance and wants to still remain friends, um, that is mean of her, and don't be her friend. Yeah. If a girl gives you a lap dance and then is all, uh, I just want to be friends, her doing that is mean. She's a meanie. So, uh, in that case, don't be her friend. If she's doing it because she wants to move things forward, don't be her friend because you have a lap dance going on. And you can move it forward out of the friend zone into the lap dance zone, as I like to call it. That may very well be the title of this episode, The Lap Dance Zone. A lot of potential. Sometimes the title for the episode kind of hits me as I'm saying it. That may have happened just there. We'll see, we'll see. You never know, you never know. Remember, anything could happen. Anything could happen. The lap dance zone, I like though. Okay, so that will, as it does, move it in to the next item, which is also a podcast. I felt a little podcast light on my last 
hot internet day episode. So, thought I'd bring back at least a couple this time. This one is an episode of WTF, which, as you may know, stands for what the fuck. What the fuck? See, I like saying it like that. Not what the fuck. What the fuck? You gotta say it like that, as if you are shocked by something. W2F. W2F. Oh god, that's twice now. WTF with Mr. Mark Marin as host. Sort of, although I don't think, or actually no, I know, not the first podcast. One of the first podcasts out there. Uh, definitely in the sort of comedy realms. Specifically, I think that might be safe to say. I sort of didn't uh, pull the trigger on listening to WTF uh, until probably maybe even a year ago. But since I have, I am glad I've done so. Because he does a good interview. He does a good interview. There's no denying it. Uh, The reason I sort of debated pulling the trigger is that I had heard uh, that Mr. Mark Marin is a bit of a dick. (laughs) I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That's what I heard. Uh, The strange thing about hearing that is that I have yet to really see any evidence of that in the probably, definitely easy to say dozens of hours of me listening to him talk, either on his podcast or others. I've not heard a lot of dickishness oozing out of him. I've heard a lot of people say he's got dickishness quite often. A prime example, I think, is if you want to hear, and I did bring it back to the LibroCube, uh, a cringy episode of Doug Loves Movies. Uh, Mark Marin and Kamel Nanjiani both appeared on that podcast, and needless to say, did not get along at all. Uh, had this sort of dusting, a coating of comedy. However, you could tell sort of deep down that the jibes going back back and forth between the two of them. We're not all fun and games. No, no, no. I brought back this WTF because it was sort of a special episode. Special live episode. Uh, oh shit, I didn't write it down. I think it was in Chicago. I want to say it was in Chicago. That may or may not be correct, and I did not write it down. Um, what he did here, a little different from his normal sort of one-on-one sitting down in his garage episode, Uh, He's up on stage and had various people come out and shoot the shit with him for an audience, recorded it, called it a podcast. Hey, it was good. It was very good. Guest number one was Dom Irera. Dom Irera is one of those people who I can probably guarantee that if you type into Google, Dom Irera, look at his face, you will know who I'm talking about been in the sort of comedy biz for years and years and years. I've seen some of his stand-up from time to time, and I can verify, he is a funny man. So, Mark Marin, funny man, Dom Herrera, funny man, sit together on stage in front of an audience. You know what's going to happen? Nothing. No, no, I'm just kidding. Funny stuff. Talk, talking funny words and combination of words that are fun and funny is what happens. Apparently they're old friends. They've known each other for decades. Uh, They spoke a little bit about how sort of quite often comedians, I think maybe even specifically comedians of a certain age like theirs, are um, miserable. (laughs) I like that. And uh, have seen evidence in my sort of comedy nerdishness over the years that the miserable comedian comedian is not a is not a myth. 
does quite in fact happen and happen often. Something is wrong in the brain of a comedian, someone who wants to do comedy, um, like myself, for example, uh, there's quite often something wrong in their brain. <laughs> quite often in the form of being miserable. Uh, they also spoke of a... Oh shit, didn't write down this dude's name that they spoke of. What they call a comedian's comedian. It, it was a, an example of a comedian who would go up on stage, the audience would basically not respond at all, zero laughs. However, if you were a comedian watching this, uh, his jokes would hit you square in the face. The reaction of the audience would tickle you to no end. And uh, I very much like that thought. So, you know what I did? I wrote it out and just mentioned it. Because that's what I do. Oh, God. He had on next Janine Garofalo. She spoke a little bit about different lesbian flavors, which uh, I think uh, happens in lesbian and gays. There's, they're quite often fall into different types, do they not? I suppose you can have one that fits in multiple different types. This is sort of a joke I've heard in sort of many different forms. You know, you got your, your twinks, your bears, your lipstick lesbians, your uh, diesel dyke. I'm just repeating things I have heard of various lesbian flavors. So don't kill the messenger. You know, shit like that. Next had on Todd Berry. Todd Berry, also super, super funny comedian. Something I've sort of especially listening to this portion of his of um, Mark Barron's interview, is that Todd Berry has, I believe, possibly the perfect comedy voice. And by that, I quite literally mean the sound of his voice is what, when I think of a stand-up comedian's voice, should sound like. It is Todd, Todd Berry's voice. Um, does that make any sense? I don't know. It might. If you have heard Todd Berry, um, maybe someone please help, please help me and agree with what I just said, because it may be crazy, and, it might, and I may have lost my mind further than normal. Uh, lastly, Mark Maron had on Michael Ian Black, and I suppose, now that I think about it, this portion of his interview perhaps, perhaps, went into the areas of Mark Maron being a bit of a dick. It was very, very funny, and it was all done for fun and jokes, but I almost got the impression that Mark Maron and Michael Ian Black have perhaps a bit of a animosity towards one another. Now, that being said, the possibility exists that that was totally made up in my mind, made up in my mind because of the reason that Mark Maron and Michael Ian Black wanted to, wanted me to think it, for comedy purposes. Huh. So, hey, good on them, because it really makes you think. Things that make you go, hmm, as um, Arsenio Hall would say, although that's a little before my time, I still know he used to say that, just like I used to say and do say that it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory.
I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine. Live long and prosper.